The Health Mastery Cafe is recorded live and produced by DMMD Studios in Chicago. We've got an extra special show for you today. We're talking to lifestyle engineer, speaker, and author, Cleidra Gross. She's going to be sharing with us her own very power-packed story about how she has overcome obesity. Next on the Health Mastery Cafe. Rethinking what's at stake. Rebranding health. This episode of the Health Mastery Cafe is brought to you by WebMD. Find out more at webmd.com forward slash heart health. Obesity in very biologic terms is defined as an excess in body fat, and it is the number one nutrition disorder in the world. And by extension, as you've heard on our WebMD podcast series, it is the number one state of inflammation. And that inflammatory state, though you feel fine, is causing a number of metabolic derangements. But is there more to obesity than the physical consequence of these metabolic derangements? Is there more than meets the eye? And what really is the cause of obesity? Is there more than just a calorie imbalance? Is there weight that we cannot see? Stick around for my conversation with a woman who found her purpose in her fight against obesity. Overcoming obesity, the wait is over. On this episode of the Health Mastery Cafe, sponsored by WebMD. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Good Dr. Dave, and on Facebook at Dr. Dave, or visit DaveMontgomeryMD.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to the Health Mastery Cafe with Dr. Dave, sponsored by WebMD. So ladies and gentlemen, we've got this really special show for you today. I'm on the phone live with lifestyle engineer and author Cleidra Gross. She is the author of a new book called Rewrite Your Story, and she's here with me on the phone. Cleidra, welcome to the Health Mastery Cafe. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited about having you on the show, and I'm excited about what you're going to be sharing with us. You are the author of a new book called Rewrite Your Story, and I can't wait for us to get into what that book is and for you to share that with our with our, with our our listeners. But what I'd like to start off with, as you know, we always start off our podcast with a little cafe break and we have a little fun. Would you have a little bit of fun with me? Absolutely. I'm all ready. right. All right. All right. So I'll have you pick between two things. The first question is whether or not you would pick coffee or tea. Ooh, coffee or tea. I'm going to go with tea. Tea. All right. All right. Tea. She, she's a tea lady. All right. <laughs> the second one is this is getting harder and harder. The second one is rock and roll or hip hop. Oh, I got to go with hip-hop. Ah, yeah, she's a hip-hop kind of gal. All right, all right. And the last one, you ready for this one? This is a a big one now. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Burpees or Pilates? Burpees or Pilates? Which one? Burpees or Pilates? Oh, I'm not a Pilates girl. I gotta do the burpees. Burpees. I really love burpees. They work so many of the very large muscle groups. She's a burpees woman, too. Thank you so much for for agreeing to join us on the show. 
I want to really get into your story and really um, people will gain a lot of inspiration, but also information about how you've transformed your life into a life of service, how you then are going to leave this legacy of good works because of your own journey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you sort of, you know, developed the tenacity to overcome obesity? You know, I have always been, what my parents would say, hard-headed, so the determination has always been there, but it really came to a head when I was in my late 30s, and my life, at least the one that I had planned, had completely unraveled, and that old saying that, you know, God laughs when we make a plan, and that's certainly what was happening um, in my life at that time, and so... I was at a point where I had made up my mind that if I wasn't going to have the 2.5 kids and the husband and this life that I had envisioned, then I was going to have an amazing um, life serving um, God, living my purpose. And that meant getting rid of a lot of excess weight. I had put on a lot of weight, about um, 70 pounds in my first marriage. 70 pounds, seven zero. Wow. Seven zero. I had literally doubled in size from like an eight, size 8 or 10 to a size 22 and sometimes a 24. I tell my clients it was a Spanx 22, so it was really a 24. So wow. I was at a point where I was literally unrecognizable in appearance with people who had known me when I was a size 10. And just in a lot of quiet time and just in that time of being alone and not in a relationship, I really... Um, had a a come to Jesus meeting with myself that if this was going to be my life, then I was determined to make it amazing. And I knew that I had to have the vitality and energy to bring that to my purpose. And so for the first time, in spite of all of my 20s and most of my 30s, weight had been a physical issue. It had been um, getting to a certain size, getting to a certain number on the scale. But for the first time, it was an issue that supported my purpose. And that I knew that I couldn't represent a brand um, that that reflected God's best if I wasn't living my best. I had to be the change that I wanted to see in the world and in the lives of other women. I had to go first. And so for the first time, it wasn't about the size of my thighs. It was the size of my life and how aligned I was to the purpose that I know that I was sent here to do. Uh, And so that that. was a pivotal time in my life. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the size of your thighs, but the size of your life. That's powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It it transcended the physical, and it went into um, the legacy that I would be able to leave. um, and, And in order to do that, you have to have energy. Your health is your wealth. And that had to be my primary focus, and it hadn't been before. I had climbed the corporate ladder and, you know, bought the things that this world would define as successful, but I was still very empty. Um, And I remembered even when I was at my thinnest, I still wanted to change something physically. There was still this, there's more. There's more you can change. And so I needed to to completely um, overhaul the way I saw this weight thing, and that was the birth of the Rewrite Your Story um, movement and the birth of my company um, to just teach women that really you had to lose the weight you cannot see and let the weight you can see be a side effect. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, say that again. You had to lose the weight that you can't see. It's invisible. 
before you got to the physical weight loss. That is a powerful message. And what I here, here's the question: What then, as you sort of explored this for yourself, what then changed um, the direction of your evolution? Right, you, you were you were evolving into, and as we all are, and we're always evolving into a new creature. What then changed? you and, 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 and evolved you into someone who then wanted to take your story and help other women? When I lost the obsession with a number and a size, the, that was replaced with an, with an obsession of being in complete alignment with bringing your best to the priorities God has for you in the season that you may be in. You know, and those seasons change. I realized that a lot of the time the, the problem um, we have as women is that we're trying to fit something in a season that has passed or a season that has yet to come. We have to know how to bring all of ourselves to the season that's right in front of us. And that's when I started identifying that. And even the women I work with, when I asked them, and most of them could write the next diet book. It's not an intellectual problem about calories or knowing to work out. It's doing what you know when it's uncomfortable to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that is that is a powerful message. And so as you continue to explore this, doing what you know is the right thing to do, although it's uncomfortable, although it's inconvenient, although you're tired, although it's 10 o'clock, you then decided that as you saw results for yourself, so too can other women see results for themselves. Exactly. Then I really became passionate about replicating my success in the lives of so many women. You know, they reach their 40s and mid-40s like I am now, and they're, they're bitter and they're resentful because things haven't gone the way they planned. And that was an actual weight that I, that I identified that I talk about in my book, the weight of the weight it was supposed to be. And sometimes these really bright women who have um, excelled for the majority of their life, they don't know how to handle disappointment and so they just throw up their hands and they they give up on love they give up on um basically the life that they were sent here to to lead all because it's not the way they planned yeah yeah wow wow that is uh that's huge Let, let's let's talk about just some of the nuts and bolts i mean you know as, as people are listening to this they want to know that you know your story is very similar to theirs and let's just go to how you think you know before you made this transition what was the thing that you would go to, uh, you know, in terms of food or in terms of, you know, something that is calorie dense that was the reason for the weight gain over years? I mean, some people call themselves food, for example. They say, well, I'm an ice cream person. Well, I'm a bread person. And, uh, you know, as you and I know, we don't call ourselves a food. You know, what you think about yourself is really important and it's powerful. You don't think about yourself as a, a, as a loaf of bread. But... What was what were some of the the actual things that you went through? What was your story for gaining weight over that time? That's seventy I pounds. Ordered, I ordered um, two deep dish large meat lovers pizzas so often that the guy knew me, wow. and I remember being so embarrassed that there was a time when I would turn on the shower and say, "Honey, the pizza's here," and no one was in the house with me. I oh mean, that's wow! Just how bad it got. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you literally would say out loud, honey, the out pizza's loud. here. Yes. No one's in the house. No one's in the house. 
because I just knew the the amount of pizza I was ordering and the way the guy was looking at me, you know, I just didn't want him to think that it was all for me. And it was. Wow. And that's what I would do at night. Now, during the day, I was really into fast food. So I'd go to Burger King and I'd act like I was ordering for someone. I'd say, oh, hold on a minute. Now, let me think. What was the other thing? And it was all for me. Wow. So I would get the two double cheeseburgers with bacon, mayonnaise only, and um, and order two drinks, even though it was just for me. Right. Wow. Wow. And in, in defense, you were you were making a defense, you know, as you're ordering these things for what was in your mind. Because, I mean, you know, for 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 all intents and purposes, the people that were taking your order had no idea. Right. I mean, you know, they really don't know who you're ordering for. But this was an internal struggle as much of this process really is. Absolutely. What I was trying to do was numb the parts of my life that I felt like I didn't have the power to change. I wanted to be in love, and I wasn't. I wanted to be a mom, and I couldn't. And so I ate because facing those realities at that time, I didn't want to, number one. And number two, which is why I'm so passionate about the work I do, I didn't have the strategies. I didn't know how to sit in that pain. And more importantly, I didn't know how to get myself out in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like to call that con- that concept... Um, selective ingenuity. I mean, obviously, Cleidra, in your in your in your career, um, you know, you have got to use all kinds of creative ways and problem solve and putting out fires. And you know, it it seems like when we come to our own bodies and it comes to our health, we put all of those strategies and tactics and tools and stuff aside. When in fact, it's the same problem solving mechanism. It's the same tools that we use for that stuff in our jobs. In our, in our careers that we can use to solve our own problems. You know, people tell me all the time, well, you know, I'm at work all day long and, you know, all you need is 30 minutes to 40 minutes to work out. Well, you mean to tell me you're solving, you know, million dollar problems every day and you get home and you can't find 30 minutes. And I call it selective ingenuity. It sounds like you were suffering like a number of us were from selective ingenuity. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's funny you say that because... My training is in chemical engineering, which is, you know, gave birth to the lifestyle engineering because all of that training is about optimizing a process to get the optimal yield, the optimal outcome. That's what I've been taught to do. That's what I do very well. And so you're absolutely right. And when I started approaching it that way and looking at, okay, this is the outcome I'm getting, and then reverse engineering that to see what's really leading me to that. And it wasn't that I didn't know the um, caloric amount in the pizza or the double right. cheeseburgers. Yeah, right. yeah I, it, it, it wasn't a, a, an issue about the calories or that I, I shouldn't, you know, the shoulds. It was an issue of in that moment I was in pain. And the problem-solving skill level that I had was, you know, like a kindergartner. I, I was going to pout. Yeah. And, and the pouting showed up as overeating. Yeah. But yeah. when I decided to hold the bar higher... And to hold myself to a higher standard and to really look at what's really going on. What am I telling myself? What story am I telling myself? That's how I came up with the title, Rewrite Your Story, because in that moment I was telling myself that I didn't have the ability, which is a lie. Right. And and not only do you you have the ability, you have an amazing talent that you use every single day. And it's so awesome that you decided to... 
that you, first of all, you were aware, you recognized it, and then you decided to overlay that on all of your life to become your best self. I think this is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the phone with lifestyle engineer and author of the book, Rewrite Your Story. Her name is Cleidra Gross, and she's telling us all about her journey of overcoming obesity. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This episode of the Health Mastery Cafe is brought to you by WebMD. Find out more at webmd.com forward slash heart health. We're back on the Health Mastery Cafe. We're talking to lifestyle engineer, speaker, and author, Cleidra Gross. And she's sharing with us some powerful message, a powerful story of how she first mentally and emotionally overcame the thought of being obese, the thought of being worthless, and then used it to help others. Cleidra, we were, uh, before the break, we actually were talking about the weight you can't see. I think that's such a powerful way to look at this. You go into this in detail. You really explore this in your book, Rewrite Your Story, about the weights that we that we can't see. It's not a physical weight per se, but these other weights. You've got a, a special way of handling that. In your book, you talk about the eight weights that people need to drop, the eight weights to drop, as you say, to wake up to your best life. Tell us about so that we can get this part out. Tell us about the excess body weight as one of the eight weights. Yeah, the excess body weight is what everyone wants to focus on, and and, and that's a very real issue, obviously. And, you know, at 246 pounds, I was led to run. And the thing about running, unless you're on a treadmill, you have to get back to where you started. That's right. (laughs) Right. You may... (laughs) You may, have, you may be able to slow down, but you have to go all the way. you got to get back. So That's right. You have to get there. You have to finish your course, finish your race. It's just a constant competition between the mind and the flesh. And I knew that that was the battle I had to win first in order for the side effect to be for the physical weight to go. And so there is, in my mind, it, it is non-negotiable that you have to um, invite discomfort to your flesh. You have to. And you have to stand up to it so that then you have a reference point of that discomfort and you standing up to it. Because what that then allows you to do is when you have that moment of pain, whether it's from jo- a job or like for me at that time, my life unraveling, you then build that mental fortitude and strength to say no to that side of you. And running was my way of doing that. Running. So you ran. The faster I ran, the more weight I lost, the faster I ran. It was like this beautiful cycle that I I was built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is, that's powerful. When, when you, when you referred to the physical weight loss, the loss of body fat as a byproduct, because really the, the, the product, the actual result, that you were looking for was not physical at all. It wasn't. Yeah. That's exactly right. Which most people, you know, they say they want to lose the weight, but really I have this, this process I call the five whys. It's taken from Six Sigma, but I ask my clients why five times, the same way I did for myself. And by the time you get to that fifth why, 
Stephanie, have anything to do with your reunion, the size of clothes, where you can shop, how you're looking? It's deeper than that. It's the life you want or you visualize for yourself when you're at your goal weight. It's the way you feel, the way you show up, the confidence, the boldness, the ability to be radical in your decisions and confident in your decisions and choices. And that's a very different motivation than I want to look different. That's right. Wow. I love this message. So let's go into some of the other weights that people need to drop. We talked about the excess body weight, which everybody will automatically think about when they're thinking about weights that need to be dropped. But you say that the physical weight is a byproduct. Tell us about some of these other weights that people need to drop. So another one is the weight of a suffocating story. And a lot of times when people hear, rewrite your story, they're thinking of this major sense of your entire life. But a story can be in a moment. Just like that moment of me deciding to order those two pizzas, that's a moment. And if you can rewind the story to what am I telling myself to make me believe that the only way out of this moment is to order the pizza, that's the story in that moment that needs to be rewritten. Ah, yeah, yeah. And that story is a lie. That story is a lie. That story is a lie. If you ask nine out of ten, you know, ten women, ten out of ten will say the last time they overate, it wasn't because they weren't aware that the food had excess calories. Hmm. And you were a part of your own rescue. But then how you, I mean, you you know, mechanistically almost in engineering terms, right? Mechanistically, how did you transform the story, literally. Did you do it with with words? Were you doing it with affirmations? Did you have vision boards? Was it a combination of things like this? Absolutely. So the, the actual mechanism or system that I use, all of my clients start with exactly what I start with every morning is prayer and meditation. You have to learn to quiet the mind the first thing in the morning. And and after you quiet the mind, and for me I read the Bible and then I do meditation, and then after that, I have a vision board that I look at every single morning. And beyond looking at it, I feel what it's like to already have it. I allow myself to feel it as if it's already done. So it's not something I'm striving and straining and stressing to get to. It's something that just is separated by time. It's just a matter of time. But I, I already have it. And then after that, I work out. That's my ritual and has been probably for the last six, seven years, every single morning. And then at night, I look at the vision board again. And that's what I call stand within your business every single day. Yeah, yeah, wow, that is that is powerful. You start with quieting yourself with prayer and meditation. You yes. you then start to expand your creative vision by looking at a vision board and really feeling yourself in you know, in the skin that you want to see yourself in. And then you go from from that faith to works. Faith without works as the scripture says is dead. Yes. Then you go and do the work. So Let's talk about some of the work. What are, what, I mean, you, you say you're on the treadmill, but when I look at the pictures, and we're going to put these pictures up on, on social media so people can see your before and afters. I think they are fantastic and they are worth a million words. But you had to do more than, than run. 
You know, it, it sounds straightforward, but for many people um, who are listening now to try to gain some information and inspiration from what you're what you're saying, there 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 have got to be other things in there. And what we want to know when we come back from this very very short break is deep down, how did how did you do it when you came to places where you felt like you weren't continuing to lose weight? What did you do? Let's talk about that. Let's explore some of that nuts and bolts of how you actually lost the weight from a physical standpoint when we come back on the Health Mastery Cafe. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The information you seek, the inspiration you need. Practical, relevant, current. Tune in to the Health Mastery Cafe with Dr. Dave. Nothing like this has ever been done before. The Health Mastery Cafe, rebranding health. This episode of the Health Mastery Cafe is brought to you by WebMD. Find out more at webmd.com forward slash heart health. We're back on the Health Mastery Cafe. We're talking to lifestyle engineer and author Cleidra Gross, and she is going through all of the nuts and bolts of how to really overcome obesity, not just physically, which is important, but mentally, the most important, as she says, emotionally, the most important. And Cleidra, so you were, you, were, you were telling us what your routine was. And before the break, we said, well, you know, it sounds like, you know, it sounds straightforward. But as we know, any battle has a lot of inertia. Any battle has speed bumps. Any battle has uh, plateaus. Let let me let me let me go and and ask you to 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 um, in your mind go back to one of those periods when after you had gained the seventy pounds and you're coming down on the weight you'd reach this plateau in weight like everybody does right your body just stops losing weight it's a dirty trick the body plays on us what did you do how did you keep yourself going both emotionally but also physically what did you change? Oh, that's a great question. I remember I had lost about twenty pounds. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember going to work feeling so good, so high. And someone said, oh, you're putting on a little weight, aren't you? And it just, I wasn't prepared for that because I'd worked so hard to lose those 20 pounds. And I had what I consider an emotional relapse where I let that person's story about me in that moment um, minimize my progress. And I did. And, you know, there are times... Now, where I will overeat, I wouldn't call it um, a binge to the same degree as the beginning. Um, they certainly changed over the years. So I. So it wasn't it wasn't two uh, deep dish pizzas. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and I don't tell anyone. The only difference now in um, the way I recover is that I just don't wallow anymore. It's not that I'm perfect. It's not that every day is. Um, a clean eating day, but what it what is every day is that I turn it around because of that vision sandwich. Yeah. Because yeah. I literally can't wallow because I'm looking at the vision at night, and even if I'm traveling, it's on my phone. Right. So I'm looking at it, and it's a reminder of who I am and, and where I'm going. Yeah. And even in, if in the moment I didn't live up to that person, then I, I give myself forgiveness, the same forgiveness I would give to someone that I love dearly. 
And that's been a pivotal part of this whole thing is that I learned to love myself the way I've loved so many people who are dear in my life. Mm. And that was new for me. Yeah, boy, that is that is huge. It's not like you are trying to say, hey, yeah, I've lost 70, 80, 90 pounds and I'm perfect. You're saying I'm very much imperfect. I'm very much a human being like everybody else who's listening to this podcast. And I've had bumps in the road even as I've succeeded, but I didn't wallow. I didn't stay there. And because I didn't stay there, right, I'm able to progress. I'm able to keep going. And as you kept going, you continued to lose the weight. It is in not quitting that you won and that you continue to win, not in being perfect. It's so interesting from a physiologic standpoint. And I say this to my patients almost every day. Our bodies are so amazing. And I know it sounds trite, but we have such resiliency built into our cells at the molecular level that our bodies are, are, are designed to heal themselves, that our bodies are so resilient, it doesn't require us to be perfect. It simply is going to do what we most often tell it to do. So when you say, I'm not going to, you know, wallow and then fall into despair in terms of, you know, eating crazy stuff over and over again, because I know my body will do what it most often gets than what I most often tell it to do, but that I know that I can switch that off and go back into a, a, a you know, a predominant mode of positivity. That is huge, Cleidra. That's fantastic. It is. And I even have built in a um, ritual that represents this is the end of the binge or the overeating. So for me, that's eating spinach. So that's the way I, I have set up this trigger that that's over. Yeah. And even when I'm talking to my clients that, you know, I ask them, what are some things that you like to eat that are good for your body that can you can eat to say, you know what, it's over. The abuse is over and and coping with food is over yeah. and then you get yourself back on track and I, you know, I want everyone listening to know that you know, you're listening to a woman who spent over $30,000 in weight loss including lap band that I had put in and taken out $30,000 in weight loss solutions oh absolutely wow absolutely I paid cash for the lap band and I'm sharing that with you to know that you know I have stumbled my way to success and you know, even in these recent months, I lost my dad in March um, suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, and, and I reverted to some old habits. And I'm using my program, which is why I'm so passionate about it. I know it works. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, because I had a pain that I wasn't used to. I'd never lost a parent. Right. So life keeps happening. And life keeps requiring more of us that maybe we're not skilled to, to handle. And so we have to rise up again. Wow. That is a that is that is such a powerful tool that you tell people it's it's like using Cleidra. It's using the Pavlovian type of response for good, not for evil. You're saying as soon as you eat spinach, for example, as soon as you see a banana, you are snapped out of whatever, you know, doldrums you were in for that short period of time because we already just said everybody, nobody is perfect and we all have some slumps, we all have road bumps. You said you've got a trigger that is a there's a, a physical thing. And it snaps you out. Hey, spinach is my sign that I'm done with whatever that was before. That's that's huge. That's amazing. And then you were able to use it in another uh, emotional situation that really didn't necessarily have to do, quote unquote, with weight loss or, or weight gain, but 
It's the same tool, and it harkens back to what we were talking about earlier. We can use our ingenuity, our creativity in different parts of our lives and overlay it on every other part. What a huge, uh, uh, what, a, what a really important message for people to understand. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to lifestyle engineer, speaker extraordinaire, and author of the book, Rewrite Your Story. Her name is Cledra Gross. What, I, what I'd like to do before we, we end is to give people that final message. What would you have women and men who are listening know about overcoming in general? What I want you to know is that now is all that matters and the only thing you should count. The number of times you've tried and it didn't work, the number of times you've become excited about something only to be met with um, poor results, so what? Now is all that matters and you deserve to try one more time that you deserve it. And that's what I hope you believe about yourself, that your success could be on the other side of you trying just one more time. Wow. Wow. Your success is lying on the other side of trying one more time. I want people to be able to get in touch with you on social media. How can people reach out to you and learn more about what you're doing and to buy your book, Cleedra? My book is available on Amazon, so you can just just go to Amazon. Dot com and it's available hard copy or on all of the e-readers. And uh, my name is spelled C-L-E-D-R-A. So if you look that, that up on um, social media, and that's all of the social media platforms, you'll see Cleaser Growth. I'll come up to the top. So it's easy to find. You'll come up to the top as you have done here on the Health Mastery Cafe. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we hope to have you back, Cleaser. This episode of the Health Mastery Cafe was brought to you by WebMD. Find out more at webmd.com forward slash heart health. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Good Dr. Dave and on Facebook at Dr. Dave or visit DaveMontgomeryMD.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mastery Cafe. Rethinking what's at stake. Rebranding health. The Health Mastery Cafe with Dr. Dave is a production of DMMD Studios.